so you can grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jonna here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode number 86, and it is chapter 5 of the Triggers Book Club edition. It is, indeed. What are we talking about today, babe? Well, today... You look so happy. (laughs) I mean, this is so fitting for this episode. This might be a little fitting. We're talking about angry kids and not angry dads. not angry dads but but let's just talk about this really quick i'm feeling a little not a little i'm feeling a lot grumpy i don't know that it's angry yeah maybe just a little blah but right before we hit the mic i was thinking to myself i know why the reason is <clears throat> if i may nerd out here oh, the reason is because well you see I've eaten really terrible the past two weeks. Like probably one week. Probably pizza six Just times in the past two in the past two weeks. Uh-oh. I've had pizza probably like six times. I had donuts. Sounds like I'm not feeding I had, you well. I had cheesecake bites. Like literally, I've just been off the wagon. And the reason I feel like crap and the reason I'm projecting a crap attitude <laughs> is because you see people ninety percent of your happy hormones, your serotonin. your serotonin is developed in your gut. And if you eat like crap, you feel like crap. You feel like crap. And therefore, my happy hormones just aren't super happy. So now if you're somebody who's like, well, I mean, I don't eat, I eat pizza all the time. I don't eat that great. And I'm a generally happy person. You would be like happy on crack if you were eating <laughs> really well. <laughs> there you go. It is true though. I, we won't go on and on about this because I see the look on your face like, okay, I'm done. Now we got to move forward here. But <laughs> what is your deal? I don't know. I feel like Eeyore. I'm just you like, But it is true because I was just saying right before we had a bad week of eating, uh, I was just saying how I was feeling better and I was feeling a lot more patient with the kids and not as irritable. And then today I feel, I mean, I feel okay right now because it's quiet, but I felt pretty irritable earlier. I'm like, yep, that's why. We let our we let our guards down with eating again. Yep. And just one thing will set you off. Like for me, what set me off, what made me angry dad was we were just about to put Lena, our third, down for a nap before this podcast. And I was trying to get her in a pull-up because she is still needing that. And she wouldn't put the pull-up on. She's running from me. And that was annoying. And I was like, just come here. Right. I didn't I didn't necessarily <laughs> use here. use any of the uh of the trigger uh I don't know what direction Gentle parenting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely not. So anyway, finally got her to put it on and then I picked her up to take her upstairs and the whole pull up was just super warm and I was like, Did you pee? And she's like, Yeah. I was like, Why couldn't you just pee in the you know? Because so, she's potty trained. Like she yeah. knows how to pee right. on the potty when yeah. she's gotta go. Yeah. And so all I can think of is like, dude, it already cost me like this much for pull ups per week. And you know, we got all you guys in pull ups at night and yada yada yada. It's just annoying. Yeah. Totally reasonably. I don't so know that angry. anyone else cares. So I Take guess we'll on. just move on. Moving on. Okay. So this is good though. This is helpful. First of all, it's helpful to be self aware to know that you're being a jerk. That's good. Right. Right. (laughs) I know that helps. Uh, Second of all, this is helpful because like the other chapters of Triggers, we are going to take a look at, yes, 
angry kids, which is chapter five, if you're following along with us, but we're going to look at what we could be doing to cause them to be angry. And if you are not self-aware, this chapter is a little bit tough, <laughs> even if you are self-aware, because I try to be, and she gives you, Amber is the author of this chapter. She gives a whole list of things that could be that we as a parents could be doing that contribute to our children's anger. And man, it's, it's convicting. Yeah. I, uh, I would agree. I would say one of the biggest things I do that they talk about in this chapter is whenever I'm trying to counter being angry, I go the other way and I provoke them. And you always tell me I need to stop. But I keep doing it anyway. Well, it says right in your little Bible there, it says fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, Ephesians 6, 4. So it does say that we should not provoke. And actually, I do want to define that real fast because I think that that was something I don't know if I ever paid attention to or had specifically read it in the Bible. So to provoke actually means to, to provoke to anger actually means a, a repeated ongoing pattern of treatment that gradually builds up a deep-seated anger and resentment that boils over in outward hostility. So Chris will, and I do this too, but since he called himself out, Chris, you will mock them or push buttons that you know are going to make them mad. If they're crying like really hard or really loud or really crazy, instead of getting mad and yelling at them, I'll just like cry with them and match their crying. And I love that. Which doesn't really work. But I do it, and I shouldn't do it, and here I am. That's why I'm here at the Triggers Book Club. <laughs> you just made it sound like it's like Alcoholics Anonymous. That's why I'm here. My name's Chris. I'm an angry dad. Here's what I'm doing. That's why it's I'm here. It's true. You're not an angry dad all the time. Not, not all the time, but, but they're angering. Well, and because... Because why, though? That's what we're walking through is these internal and external triggers that are setting us off that we need to work on to – because I do believe – Triggers when they pull in their – pee in their pull-up when they could have gone on the – Now, Chris, you know, let's coach ourselves through on this. On the John. Was she intentionally peeing in her pull-up to make you mad or to uh, make you spend more money on pull-ups? No, it's just it, it's just bad timing. I know. <laughs> it's, it's bad annoying. timing. It, those are not cheap. Um, but they're really not. So, so going through, what was I going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that I feel like our kids really do. I mean, I know this is true. They sense what we're going through. So if you ever notice, I'm talking to you, Chris, if you ever notice our kids, their behavior, we can usually pinpoint when they're all acting just bat crazy we can usually pinpoint it to yeah how have we been eating lately how have we been sleeping lady late lady <laughs> lately lady. how have we been stress wise there for a while when we were under a lot of stress it seemed like the kids i mean they felt that so they were they were acting out they do notice it they do feel it and crazy even at a young age they feel it and so oh, even an right. infant notices you're right. Thank you. I didn't. This isn't a counseling Chris session. I know. I'm, this is a. We're going to talk I'm, to our listeners. In I'm the trying book to pull club. myself out of just the blah attitude. Jump around. Yeah, I know. I I probably should change my state a little bit. But okay. So you're right. Big big thing I do is I provoke them when I get mad. And yeah, like you said, it says right there in the Bible that fathers and mothers really, let's be real, yeah. should not provoke their kids to anger. And that's something that I definitely do a lot. And I think what also is interesting is just the whole fact that 
like you said, they they're angry for some reason. So what could the reason be in the first place? So we noticed this a lot. Actually, we noticed anger in our oldest, our five-year-old, and that's actually what even got us to get this book because I'm like, I don't know what we're doing wrong. Chris and I are generally, you know, we're decent human beings. We're loving. We don't have this angry household. We don't fight. You know what I mean? Like, I, I did not know why is our five-year-old being so angry. And so that's what really got me to look into getting this book in the first place. And so whenever I started reading through this list, so Amber talks about, okay, the first thing we have to do is we have to stop provoking them. Well, how can we be provoking them? Maybe you're thinking like, well, I don't, I don't mock my kid. I don't poke at them and purposely try to make them mad. Um, there's a whole list of things here. It, it depends on the day of the week for me. Well, yeah, but there's a whole list here where she talks about ways. And actually they, she specifically says, why don't you pray over this list and see where you're contributing to your kid's anger problem. And I have some highlighted here for me personally, that were gut punches that I think maybe subconsciously, some of them I knew I was doing that weren't right, but I didn't really know that it was triggering anger in my children. So I'll start and then, you know, yeah, go ahead. So a few for me are um, unreasonable expectations. Actually, that's more for you. You're more unreasonable with your expectations for them. Just I'm calling you out. I can be. As far as stuff we've talked about in the rest of the uh, and in the rest of the book so far, how we expect them to behave in ways that developmentally they really cannot behave yet, and we have to model that for them. So I don't know if you want to touch on that or want me to go over my list. Uh, I think something I've learned even from this podcast is when we had um, Ashley from Rethinking Clutter, she was talking about how if we are trying to get our kids to clean up a big mess and it's not compartmentalized for them, uh, it is an unreasonable expectation for them. Uh, and we don't realize it. All we know is they made a huge mess and we want it cleaned up and we want it cleaned up now. And we don't think through uh, how big of a job that really is for them and how, how it's hard for their brain to comprehend it. Yeah. We, we kind of just expect them to be a little grown-ups that know, hey, you made a mess. Now you got to clean. Like how many times do we stop each other and we're like, wait a second. Did they know that they weren't? Because they're all still so little. Like, did they actually know that they weren't supposed to do that? Did they know that that was not appropriate behavior? Wait, can I tell? I don't even know if this has to do with angry kids. But the other day, our four-year-old, newly four-year-old, was trying to run around the house naked. And I was like, dude, I was getting upset because we keep telling them, like, this is not something we do. I was like, Lindley, you cannot run around the house naked. You need to put clothes on. So Lola, our five-year-old's giggling about it. I'm like, Lola, and I'm getting frustrated. Oh, yeah, this is funny. I'm like, Lola, I'm like, when I'm telling you guys something's not okay, it's not okay to laugh about it because obviously then the other ones, Lena's like her little like you know those cartoons like the big dog and the little dog yes. I feel like that's lena lena She's wants like to follow everyone's heels yeah but she wants to do everything lola does she repeats everything lola does so i'm like stop it you don't laugh when i'm disciplining somebody you know <laughs> lola again she's five she goes mom she goes don't worry i'll get the hang of it someday but for right now at the age i'm at when you say something inappropriate, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> I was just like staring at him like, what? Uh, like, how do you even get mad at that? I don't know if that had anything to do with angry, but I was. I mean, it was a good story. I, it was funny. I was just like, I don't know how you strung those well, Hopefully, if you're together. angry, that brought a smile to your face. Did it bring it, a smile it, to it your face, mine. sweetheart? <laughs> good. Okay. So on this list, a couple that really convicted me that are, that I struggle with still um, that 
can cause your kids to be angry kids. Uh, one of them is failing to keep our promises. I never Ooh, intentionally yeah, do this. I know. I never intentionally do this, but my days are really jam-packed and somebody always needs something to me. So I'm really bad about pacifying them and saying, yes, I will play with you in a minute or in a little bit, or I will do that. Just hold on. Or maybe later, you know, the classic mom lines of maybe or hold on. And then, gosh, I can't tell you how many times Lola's broken my heart at the end of the night because she'll be, it's usually her. She's like the one right now who's the most like involved because I feel like that's the only one I'm talking about here. But there's been so many times where at the end of the night she's she's hurt my feelings or made me realize because she's like, you said you were going to do that and you didn't. Like you, you never make time when you say you're going to. And that, I mean, that kills me. And I realized that that is not good. That's something that's going to break down her and their trust in any other, like other things that I say. And so I advice to myself. And if you're somebody who also does this, just don't even say it, just don't even make the deal. And like, I think it's important to be intentional, but if you're not 100% under promise certain, over deliver. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not hundred percent certain you can make it happen. If I'm not hundred percent certain, then I just can't tell her that we might because I really think that that's caused some of her anger issues with sharing time with me with the, with her siblings mainly. Yeah. All of them feel that way. Yeah. Because I mean, when you have four of them, it's very hard to give them individual attention. Yes. So that's one of the ones that really for sure. I got to focus on. I think for me, punishing and anger, it's, it's interesting. So I would say 90% of the time I hold it together. But the 10% I don't makes up for the 90 that I was like holding back. Pretty much. I, I am. It's like when I finally erupt, I think it takes me back to the things I should have gotten mad at earlier. Uh, and I was being patient. And everything just hits at once. And they're like, this dude is psycho. <laughs> and yeah, so that's that's something for me. I would say I punish in anger after I blow up, you know. Maybe I'll punish in anger like two out of ten times, but like I said, we'll say one out of ten to keep the ten percent. But I was uh, like, you're mad. <laughs> but I got that. but yes, that that would that would definitely be an issue, and I think it causes anger in our kids because when I punish in anger, and I guess we're talking about Lola again, she'll punish her sisters mm-hmm. in anger, and she'll yell, and she'll she'll do what she's seen us do to her. Absolutely, to her little sisters. Absolutely. And it breaks my heart for both of us because we try really hard. I mean, that's why we're reading this book. We try really hard. We literally pray every morning for patience and and the right way, you know, to show up for our kids and love and light and grace and all this stuff. It's really hard. And so, I, I mean, same with me. I usually can stay patient for a while and then I have just a snapping point, which I think we all do. Um, and my problem is definitely yelling, which is another reason that I seeked out this book because I don't like yelling. And when I hear Lola yell back at her siblings, like you just said, babe, the way the tone and the word she says is like verbatim what she's heard from me or what she's heard from you. And we have been like that. And it, I don't know. It's like, it's like if you were to give yourself a mirror, cause you know, you don't always, you're not always even totally present in that moment. Cause it just, like you said, you just kind of like snap but seeing her treat somebody that way is so i don't know it's it's so convicting it is and yeah she she gets it from us and i don't know i feel like 
the main point of of this episode and angry, angry kids comes down to our self-assessment and then figuring out how we can be proactive. So I think some ways, and I even mentioned it at the beginning here, I think some ways we can be proactive is uh, one, j- just like you said, it's it's making sure that we're staying in constant prayer and we are we are showing our kids that hey, we're going to pray about our attitudes today, and we're and we're going to pray about um, you know just asking God to help us help us get through this day and treat each other with respect the way we're, the way that He wants us to treat each other. And I think definitely the food thing is a big deal. I think being proactive and understanding like what we're putting in our bodies is going to help us. Uh, help us to just be better physically, feel better physically, and obviously react better physically. Totally. Those are two of mine. I mean, it always starts with working on what are you doing and how can you fix what you're doing? And I want to be careful to say that because in a uh, self-love, you have all the answers culture. We do not believe we can do this on our own. And that is why we are seeking out biblical parenting advice rather than just any parent, not that other parenting tips may not, I'm not saying they're bad or not helpful, but we know that we don't have the answers on our own and we have got to, uh, we need help from, from Jesus big time to be able to parent these little people. Although asking for patience usually feels like then he gives us scenarios to test our patience. Uh, another important part about this is talking about being a hypocrite. Nobody likes a hypocrite hypocrite like nobody have you ever met a hypocrite that you're like oh i just love you and your hypocrisy right um and so you see this a lot and i think that if i want to rewind real real fast i think that's why you and i do want our kids to see when we are praying for forgiveness or for help or anything so they see that we aren't we don't want to try to hold them to a standard that we are not also holding ourselves to and sometimes we do but that's important for us to recognize so which and that's just what the definition here is. It's hypocrisy is holding others to a standard that we do not hold ourselves to, and it goes back to the whole verse where, you know, take the log out of your own eye before you try to fix the speck in your brother's. Like that doesn't just go for other adults. That goes for our kids too. We can't. That's why I hate when I when you or I do that. Like yell at them not to yell. We're like this doesn't make sense. That that feels hypocritical and and. It's touchy, but the same with spanking in the sense of if a sibling hits their other sibling and then you hit them and tell them not to hit. Like, it's, I don't think that teaches a lesson. I think it's confusing because it's hypocritical. Um, so Amber gives us some questions to ask ourselves um, to see if we're setting the bar too high for our kids, which I, I think somebody would probably be like, oh, that's kind of snowflakey. But... I don't see how we're supposed to parent from a hypocritical place. So uh, I'm going to read one of mine. Sorry, I was spacing out a little bit. I could bit. tell. I could well, tell you. I was literally about to hand you the book because I'm like, I think that he's I was, not in I was looking over your shoulder anymore. out the window and there's this little girl that just ran down, ran down the sidewalk and it's icy. And she was running, not thinking. And she started to like, slightly wipe out and i was just like oh eat it eat it oh, so you are angry <laughs> i don't know you know it's just wrong with you I'm, look, I'm looking for some entertainment i guess i, I don't see that I, I <laughs> okay so here's some of the questions i'm gonna read one that uh is helping that i need a reminder of uh and that is am i growing in gentleness as a wife and a mom I need to be more gentle. I crave being more gentle and that's a question that i need to ask myself as i try to be uh, less anger provoking. 
I would say real quick, my kids show me more, show me more affection and trust when I'm in a season of just being understanding and gentle with them. I, it's almost like in, and we've mentioned this on other shows before. We've talked about how you're our kid's safe space because I'm not like super empathetic. No, and, <laughs> no. They fall and get hurt, and I'm like, dude, pick them. Just pick them up. All you gotta do is pick them up and like pat their back. He's just like staring like, at them. Like, you the need head. a band aid? Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Are you okay? I don't know why. I'm like they want to be held. They want to be coddled. They want to be know, loved for a I second. Know, I know. But I'm really bad. About but that. the only thing that goes through my head is the practical. I'm like, like they'll okay. be fine. Are you sure you didn't see that? Like, what? How, right, you how did you slip on that blanket? A teaching right. moment, exactly. which is, you know, imagine, imagine <laughs> God coming down every time you make a mistake instead of giving you comfort and peace, like whacking you upside the head. Like, how many times have I told you not to do that? It's true. It's so, true. anyways, go ahead. What were you saying? So you're not empathetic, but what? <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not empathetic, but I do notice I I do get a little bit of that of that market from you <laughs> you know like there might be seven to ten percent left that they want me to be their safe space sometimes oh, yeah. and that usually comes just how if, if i'm handling things i'm not being angry uh then i think it works both ways where they're not as angry which ta-da, ta-da! there's the answer don't be angry they won't be angry. here yes. do you want to this is i highlighted some of those questions that second one is one that i think that am i forgetting for the demel developmental age of my kids and expecting too much from them Ooh. It's a question you can ask yourself to yeah. see if you're setting the bar too yeah. high yeah That's something we struggle with it is it, yeah it's just it's overwhelming Got well especially, a lot of these kids well i was gonna say especially when you have another little one because if you look at somebody who has a five-year-old as their youngest versus us who has a five-year-old as our oldest they're treated much differently. You know what I mean? Cause there's like, we expect more of her because she's the oldest, but she's still only five. Now when sure. Ledger's only five, I bet we'll treat him differently. Cause he's the baby and we don't have him. You know what I mean? To compare to. Yeah, it's probably true. That's usually why it's harder for the older kid because I, <laughs> they're the, uh, I remember guinea pig. even going with to, uh, I remember going to dinner with my dad recently and he, he was just telling me, he's like, you know, it's funny. I, I look back at parenthood and I'm like, yeah, I made so many mistakes. And I mean, I was trying the best I could. It was, I was a rookie. It was, it was my first time at this, you know, every age, every age your older right. sister hit, it would be my first time raising a kid that age. And I was like, yeah, that's true. It makes sense. So I hopefully Lola will understand someday if she ever listens to this, that, uh, look, man, when you turn six, we're still rookies at raising a six year old. Right. She just happens to be the Guinea pig for everybody. I know she's a good girl though. She is. You're a good girl, Lola, if you hear this ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> She'll probably be on here with us in a few years. Jeez. Oh, I think we could get her on here now. She's, probably. If she, sometimes she gets goofy in front of the mic, but um, I want to ask one more question here because I, I think this one is important for me personally. Um, she has a whole list here, but I'm just picking out some of the ones that are kind of relevant for us. It says, when was the last time I asked them questions to resolve an issue instead of simply lecturing them? And that goes back to the whole... Like I'm the parent, I said so, yada, yada, just kind of a quick fix rather than actually teaching them a lesson. And it's really hard to do that when your life is going really fast and you have a lot of kids and a lot of uh, things to do. But we keep saying like conflict resolution, even even between the kids. (laughs) One time the girls were fighting over something and I think it was my dad was like, like looking at me like, are you gonna, are you gonna? 
do something. I'm like, nope, conflict resolution. Like I can't just come here <laughs> and referee right? every single fight. They yes. have to learn how to, how to work things out. And so that has been very helpful. The times that I, I mean, obviously I stop them before wait, there's blood, I, but I need to tell this story. No, wait, let me finish. Okay. Just the times that I, actually ask them questions like, wait, how could you have handled that better? How could you have asked differently? How could we, you know what I mean? And help them come to their own conclusions rather than just, you shouldn't do this, this, and this, and this. Not that there's not a time for lecture, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're trying to remember your story. So you don't know. You know, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm just a little off today. Okay. So this is, this is interesting. So when I was a kid, my brother was angry with me. He was very angry with me. I don't really know why, but but he was so cute. my my older brother. And I remember my dad always always breaking fights up with us, even though like he he was the one bullying me. And I'll never forget this time where we were in our we were in our bedroom and like Mike and me were fighting. And Mike was Mike was like being super aggressive. And my dad walks in and he's like, you know what, Mike? He's like, someday, someday Chris is gonna get bigger than you, and he's he's gonna beat your tail, you know, and uh in other choice words. And uh, he goes, you know what? As a matter of fact, he's like, kick his butt, Chris. And I was like, what? What? Oh, I mean, at this <laughs> Wait, time, how old were you? we were, we were literally at such a different age gap where like he was like, I don't know, probably 11. And I was like nine. Uh, but I mean, he was way bigger 11 than I was nine <laughs> at, at that time. And he just shuts the door. And it's just like, kick his butt, Chris. I was like, dad, no, not right now. Not yet. Dad, don't leave oh, me. Oh, dude, it was hilarious. And Mike just looked at me, grabbed me, threw him in the toy box and that was it. And that was <laughs> it's it. Just, uh, it's just funny because he, he was so angry with me and my dad was trying to resolve it. He he broke up so many fights with us before. And he's like, you know what? Just handle it, Chris. I'm like, no, dad, it's not time. It's not time for that. <laughs> Give me a couple Now I can hold my own for sure. But right. know, back oh then, yeah, it was. What? You don't think Mike could fun. shove you in the toy box now? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. See, conflict resolution. See, we're all just trying to figure it out. We're just trying to figure it out. My dad got me beat up because he didn't know what to do. <laughs> Well, I think that's a good way to wrap this up because I don't think I know, actually, she says it in the book that the whole point is not to say you have to be a perfect parent. It's literally impossible. And I think that almost takes a weight off of my shoulders when I realize that I'll never reach perfection. So not that I don't try, but I mean, that goes along again with the whole self culture of like reach your highest level of enlightenment. And I mean, it's good to it's good to try to be better obviously that's the whole premise of our show here but i think there has to be a balance of grace too and just realizing we're working through this book and other books and other interviews and things that we've been doing because we want to be better not that we expect we're going to be perfect but because we want to be better outside we, of today yes outside chris does not want to be better today <laughs> you know sometimes you Freaking don't feel like growing right I know, yeah. I know all because of that. No, it was more than that. I think it was a straw that broke the camel's back for me today. But yeah, I, I will, I will say this to, to kind of, to convict myself. I will say growth is not only a place we've never been. It's also a place we don't want to be most of the time. So it's like, you want to get better, but the times where you should be growing is when you're feeling like I am right now, where you're just kind of mad and you don't really want constructive feedback. You just want to go finish off those cheesecake bites. And yeah. Watch just go TV. finish off the cheesecake bites and just leave me alone for the next six hours. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Probably not. No, nope, so, that's yeah. good. That's a good word, babe. Thanks for being a good sport. I do what I can. <laughs>
then next time I'll be all chippery on, on the next episode. If you go to episode 86, if it's up. This is 86. No, this is 86. If you go to episode 87 and more, depending on when you listen to this, you'll be like, <laughs> oh, okay, he's not that bad. I'm like, okay, he's bipolar. That's good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, you're good. You're good. It's good. I think it's good because it's real. We're not always I'm just a human chippery. like you. Like me. Like you and others. And our kids. All other listeners. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up chapter five, Angry Kids. Again, Angry if, Kids. What? Angry Kids. What did I say? It just sounded like Angry. Angry. Angry Kids. Angry Kids. And if you have not gotten the book yet and you want to read along with us, we still have quite a few chapters. So you've got time. We will link it in the show notes. Uh, we probably should put that on our social media too. We've just not been on social yeah, media much lately. Social media a whole month, whole bunch. It's too uh, angry. It's too angry. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that is something that triggers my. Because on the list here, she talked about taking anger out on the kids when mm, it has nope, nothing to do with them. That's a good point. Them. Expand on that really quick before we end. Real fast. Um, I had to delete my Instagram for a little while because I would personally catch myself being so much more angry and irritable with them irritated by them Mm -hmm. when i was falling down the hole of just the negativity and talk about hypocrisy on social media um finding myself getting wrapped up in that and then being a lot more short-tempered and frustrated with them and and to the point where you don't even realize that's why you're getting Mm -hmm. frustrated until you sit back and like why am i in this bad mood and then you remember something stupid you saw and it just kind of goes from there yep especially if you when you're an empath like you, I you am. feel everything. Feel and so everything. the more you consume, the riskier it is. It, it's so true. The days that I am intentional about putting my phone up and and just avoiding any of the drama that's going on in the world, I am a much better mother. Yep. So that like was a good it. little addition here. Yeah. But, oh, you can text us. Wait, I've kind of... Uh, was it six two zero four three three three? Yes, that's what it is. Uh, five one three. I'm, I'm kind of a numbers nerd. You are. I've always five, remembered numbers. Five one three six two zero four three three three. You can text us feedback. You can suggest another book for our next book club. Um, ask us a, a question. Send us a review. We'll read it on. Yes, I just air. got a message from somebody out of state, and he asked me like six or seven really good questions yeah. and i was like yes i got this so yeah we i may love i may expand on that with uh another episode we'll see that's a oh yeah we could we could actually yeah. i'm not going to promise this because we we'll already have questions. added a second episode <laughs> and a second podcast be on the lookout for that by the way more than sundays um but it would be fun to do a q a if anybody wants to do a q a yeah, for so, sure cool talk, talk to us all right anger kiss out <laughs> What was it? Angry Chris out. Angry Chris out. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This was chapter five of the Triggers Book Club edition. If you are growing and learning in your parenting with us, go ahead and share this episode. And don't forget to follow the link in the show notes to grab a copy of the book yourself. Bye. (laughs)